0: Hello and welcome to the Meltdown City podcast with your host, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, connect.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, Allie. Hey, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. Actually, you know what, you guys, we have a special guest on our show today. I'm so stoked. We've got Nelson Lau with us. Nelson is best known as Nelson Eats, an influential photographer on the Seattle culinary scene, and as well as the co-host of the Seattle Foodie Podcast,
2: Hey, Nelson. Wow, that sounds a lot better than uh, I usually introduce myself. Hey, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, I'm a long-time listener, first-time guest. I That's awesome. I love your guys' episodes. and Yeah. Nicole, I've, I've known you for since last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is fantastic. And congratulations on your podcast. I Thank love you.
0: it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We're so stoked to have you and you have your own podcast, which we'll talk about more later. Yeah, definitely. It's, this is our first podcast to podcaster. collaboration. Ooh, yeah. That's
1: yeah. so cool. We're going to learn a lot from you. We're going <laughs> to steal yeah, shamelessly. Oh yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I'm open book.
1: Awesome. Okay, so how, you know, tell us a little bit about um, the period of time in your life where you felt really stuck before you became Nelson underscore Eats, and can you talk to us about when that was and
2: how you sort of broke free? Sure. Okay, so um, I'm going to go on a little tangent because this this whole Nelson Eats and Seattle Foodie podcast is kind of my semi-professional Uber hobby, Uh so... Um, I'll tell you about how I how I transitioned because I changed jobs about five years ago. So, um, one of your guests was it Shane Jones mm-hmm. who worked for Microsoft. Yeah, and you yeah. Guys talked a little bit yeah. about Pro Sports Club, which is basically Microsoft's exclusive gym. Yeah, and it's across the street from Microsoft. I that's where I used to work. I worked there for twelve years, uh-huh. and. Um, no ill will of that company. That company is awesome. I love yeah. working with those employees and everyone. I still have friends there and I still talk to them all the time. And I started out as a personal trainer and then finally worked my way up to the medical medical uh, department and worked there for about 12 and a half years. Loved working there. It was fantastic. But long story short, I knew that I was never going to be in a managerial position, like mm-hmm. director or director general manager or any of mm-hmm. those positions I, I had a I had a lead management role there mm-hmm. but I kept working there and it's been 12 years and it just kind of there was no challenge like near the end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, it got to the point near the 12 years where I would have I would wake up and I have like a 7 a.m. client and I knew that like if I left by six forty, I could make it on time so I would play Sleep roulette, I would call it, and just (laughs) wake up at six in the morning and just keep laying in bed, laying in bed, laying in bed until I just have to, like, finally get off, get up, get out of my bed. And as soon as my feet touched the ground, I was like, fuck, I do not want to go to work. I do Uh not want to do this. And it's Uh like uphill, an uphill battle from there on out. Wow. And I went on vacation with my best friends to Taiwan and Singapore for two and a half weeks. Uh Uh-huh came back in December and I was waiting in line in the, um, the international, uh, customs area. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, like, I don't want to go back to work. I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And this was December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I talked to my psychologist at the time, at the moment, and I was like, I, I want to quit right now. I want to quit right now. And she kind of just said like, well, what's your plan? What's everything mm-hmm. going on? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And so I was like, okay, I'm very, I was very conservative at that time. I was like, I'll wait it out. Mm -hmm. And it came to like June. And one of the benefits of working at pro sports club is they bring in famous personal trainers to like motivate you, motivational speakers. Oh yeah. And the first PowerPoint slide was what's your story? Mm -hmm. And I thought in my head, I was like, oh my God, what's my story? I'm a 35 divorced male and I've been working in a gym for 12 years. Mm. I don't have any other story other than that.
3: Yeah. And so wow. in
2: June, after that after that his name was Todd Durkin, which was the personal trainer. He's, he's personal trainer of the stars in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he just after after that seminar, mm-hmm. I put in my 2 weeks notice in June. And then I knew that I had a wedding that I went to in Montana. Mm-hmm. And then from Montana, I just basically toured all the national parks around Arizona. Went to yellowstone uh-huh. zion grand canyon all, i drove i drove my car all the way from issaquah all the way down to arizona
3: nice. <laughs> oh my gosh and drove all the way amazing. back up
2: kind of like my self-discovery type of trip mm-hmm. yeah and then um during during the other time before i left my, i have great microsoft clients and they gave me some coding books mm-hmm. and they said um you're really interested in coding you always talk about it and I didn't. I always talked about it because my clients didn't really have anything much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't talk about sports. I couldn't relate, but other than work, mm-hmm. so they gave me some coding books, some programming books. I did that kind of as a hobby, and I decided, okay, I'm going to go into it and do do that. And um, who's your previous client? Desiree? Right? Yeah, Desiree. Desiree talked about. She went to college and knew exactly what she wanted to do as an interior designer right mm-hmm. my life i've always i was a biology major in college then i got my master's in sports business administration mm-hmm. and i just never knew what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and i just always because i wanted to become a doctor i was like, i want to become a doctor when i was younger and uh, that didn't want that didn't work out and like i wanted to, i want to work for the seahawks and i was like wait you make how much as? Is- you, know, like you, you don't make that much as a, as a Seahawk employee it's just because uh-huh. just of the name, so the brand uh-huh. so I wanted to figure something out and I, I finally just realized, came to the realization just like, you are really good at numbers and you're really good at statistics and computer programming Like is easy for you I don't know why I went away from it so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I did now mm-hmm. and I love doing it now and I work mm-hmm. for a company in Bellevue as a computer project manager mm-hmm. and one of the things working with Microsoft clients is that they can work upwards to 70 to 80 hours a week Dude, mm-hmm. and I and I saw how stressed out they were Dude, and they didn't have they did a lot of my clients just it just realized that they're all they're I'm a workaholic but these guys are uber workaholics Mm -hmm. and so I told myself if I'm gonna get into this type of business I want to make sure that it's on my own time because I I love work-life balance Mm -hmm. and so to begin like I said I was like a 35 year old that with not a lot of experience in computer programming because i have been working in gym all that time Mm -hmm. I volunteered myself so I worked for I volunteered to do websites for Humane Society and a lot of other 401s. Is it 401c? No, 501s. Oh. Sorry.
1: There's like a 403b.
2: Yeah. Well, for a lot of nonprofits, I guess. Yeah. And and I just kind of got my name out there and then networked. And now I work for a company that works remotely from home. that allows me to work remotely from home three to four days out of the week. Amazing. That's amazing. And, That's cool. Um, and... Sure, I have to work sometimes long hours, but it's never eighty hours or 70 yeah. hours or something like that. And that's that's what I do now.
1: <laughs> that's so cool. Wow. I like how you like thought about your own story, and you're like, I'm not sure. I like how that sounds.
2: Well, as I, I as I'm older, it's I, I realize that doing something I love to do that's passionate is yeah. what I. Is what I'm aiming for now instead mm-hmm. of trying to make as much money as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I have to be happy mm-hmm. because at my old previous job, I was happy, but I was just not challenged. It was mm-hmm. just do this and it was just nine to five job. And mm-hmm. there was just nothing there for me. And there was, it was just an ends to a means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You just get in that like
2: monotony of like, uh. Right. Yeah. yeah. So everything I want to do now is, like, I want to be passionate about. So working with numbers, playing with computers, Mm -hmm. and building projects. I learned that I don't like to manage people.
3: Mm.
2: I (laughs) really don't like to manage people. As you know, Allie, it's not not fun. And I thought that was my linear... Path. track yeah and i was just like okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a manager then i'm gonna work up and become a, di- a general manager then i'm gonna be a director and then i'm gonna be a vice president mm-hmm. and i just realized that i don't like managing incompetent people sometimes right just yeah <laughs> because if they can't do the job then mm-hmm. i have to do twice as much work mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. i prefer being a specialist mm-hmm. and doing things he's like, I need this done, or hey, can you consult and help me with this? Or what do you think about this? And I can consult with them, Mm -hmm. and then they can lead on and do something else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Those are great realizations.
0: Yeah. That's such a great story. I love that you just went out on your own, and you figured it out, and you just self-reflected and was
2: like... oh, it took forever. It, it takes forever and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing because yeah. computer project management may not be my end game, but mm-hmm. at least I enjoy what I do right now. And I'm
0: you're doing some it. super, and you're also doing some really fun stuff. Um, like, so you're really influential in the
2: Seattle foodie scene. How did you get into that? Yeah, and that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's an interesting route too. I usually... As anybody they take I take pictures of my food on my on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. My iPhone is an ancient iPhone 6 and I I should be upgrading soon but I I always just took pictures of it and it just sat in my camera reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my friend best friend one day said, "Nelson, what are you going to do with those pictures?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just keep them in there." And he was like, why don't you create an Instagram account? I was like, I'm 37. I don't need a I don't want to create an Instagram. I'm too old for an Instagram. I'm too old for the social media stuff. Right? Yeah, was yeah. Like, and and I was like, okay, one day I, we just I just created an Instagram account. And the first picture is is me of of a burger at Katsu Burger, but you should see my early pictures because you can't even make out what, what it looked like. <laughs> no. are just, I look at this like, is that supposed to be a sandwich? Or is that supposed to be something else? I don't know. But I just said, okay, I'm just going to put stuff on once a week. And then I just got really diligent at it. Mm-hmm. And then I followed other people. And I saw mm-hmm. how other people did it. And I thought it was just going to be a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be creating pictures. Mm-hmm. And then one one day, like like through... The breakfast club that Nicole and I met up at, Mm -hmm. there were some other, I met some other friends and we went out one day and here I am taking pictures of my iPhone. And then there are other people taking pictures with their cameras. And when they put up, uh, excuse me, when they put up pictures on there on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, these pictures look way better than my iPhone. I can ne- I can't compete. I can't put my pictures up on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I went on eBay, bought a three hundred dollar camera because mm-hmm. the three hundred dollar camera. I don't want to spend fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars taking pictures of five dollar tacos. You know, right, it right, just, right, It just wasn't. It just doesn't make sense. Right. So I was like, okay, three hundred dollars is a minimal investment. If I if I don't like it, then I don't want to do it but then i started taking a lot better pictures and it started growing and then i don't know in, instagram and social media is just so interesting like people start following you and mm-hmm. they start liking pictures and it just grew from there and i've always been passionate about fruit food mm-hmm. love where to go eat i always want to try new stuff and I was like well i'm already i might as well just take pictures of it and record it as a food journal mhm mm-hmm. and I, it started out as because people always ask me like what's good to eat, where should I go eat, where should I do, and I I just kept, I was kind of tired of answering that repetitive question. Mm-hmm. I, even though I love my friends, but I just like yeah. I kept they kept asking me that question, so that's kind of the reason why I created that Instagram is. Here, go to my Instagram. This is go to my Instagram. <laughs> Find out yourself. This is the best places to go eat, and this is what you should order and. Yeah. i put up oh, that's those dishes so smart oh yeah. my god and oh. and it just snowballed from there i just met i met other foodie people like like your sister amy your mm-hmm. your sister amy um is different than what i do though because i i'm just I love food. She loves food too, but she does it as a profession. So mm-hmm. she has gigs. I don't, I, I have, a, I've done a couple gigs, but I'm, I'm just, if I like it, I want people to know about it.
3: Type mm-hmm. of
1: thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm. So tell us what, what is, what is a foodie? I'm sure tons of people know the definition of this, but I don't like what, what makes foodies different from the rest of us just consuming okay. food on a daily okay, basis. Yes.
2: Yes. Good. Great question. Here's how I describe a foodie. A foodie is a person that's kind of more in the know. They, mm-hmm. they, they know what places are good, are good. They know what places have opened recently mm-hmm. that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. And then they also know about different food events. And mm-hmm. they're always kind of on the hunt for things. That's kind of what a foodie is. Okay. So whenever you see those people on Instagram... If something just recently opened, yeah, and you follow all of these Seattle foodie Instagrammers, you're gonna see pictures of the place. Like five different people posting the picture of the same place because because mm-hmm. uh, they want to be there the first time. Mm-hmm. If there's a donut pop up, they want to be there mm-hmm. to, to be there, as versus a regular person. They're just like six months later. Oh, we should go try this because I heard it's really really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. And that's what that's how I describe a foodie.
1: Okay, because I was wondering if it was something more like the person always always on the hunt for the best type of meal, like you never have a bad meal because you plan ahead and you always go to,
2: but. That too. I mean, there's so many ambiguous definitions mm-hmm. of what that is, but I think being in the know, knowing things before other people know. Mm-hmm. Like recently there is this place called Banchan, which is Korean fried chicken and, they didn't really do much of anything. Mm-hmm. And the the way I heard about it is that another foodie Instagrammer that I followed went in mm-hmm. because they had a soft opening and they're still in soft opening and um. people don't know about it.
3: Ah,
0: yeah. mm.
2: so It's yeah, kind like, of more
0: of a word of mouth type
1: thing.
2: Yep.
0: Like, yeah. I feel like you talked about current maybe in your podcast. Current Bistro. Yeah. And then like yeah. find me in Seattle was there. Current, yeah. And then like Stephanie four was there. Current. Yeah. So it's, so it's just it's, like all the foodie people are all. You know, so it's about a new place. So
2: they're trying. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what that that's how how that works.
0: That's
1: so
2: cool. Very yeah. cool. Thanks for sharing that one. How
0: did it feel to be a newbie when you first got on the scene versus like how you feel now?
2: How did it feel to be a newbie? Um, yeah. Like I said, but now I, you're not. But <laughs> it's it's interesting when I first started because I thought it was just going to be a hobby uh-huh. and I didn't know. And I thought there was going to be. I'm just going to do this for maybe two or three months. And it's just going to be a fun thing to do. And then I'll just stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, but then things just kept coming on and I got, and then as I got more, more followers, I would get more and more invites Mm. to events Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: it felt, it felt weird. I'll just let you know, because I would walk in (laughs) here. I am only at 1500 followers and then there was other people that have like 90,000 to 100,000 followers. And they're just taking pictures, 20,000 followers. And I'm just, I felt like I did not belong in that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just taking pictures and I just started like, once I started posting the photos and magazines would contact me and they want to purchase my pictures mm-hmm. or other restaurants would want to come invite me to places It just kind of just snowballed from there. And then Mm -hmm. I created this, we created the Seattle Foodie Podcast with my co-host Monica, Monica Mm -hmm. Beach. Mm -hmm. And from there, we got more invites from there because people want to want us to talk about their place on the podcast Mm
1: -hmm. from there that's cool so it felt weird <laughs> to be among you know or being new on the scene and have so much absolutely experience because those people
2: you. have been doing it for two to three years mm-hmm. they're a lot younger than me they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just face it the yeah. people that are uh, foodie instagrams are most predominantly not my age in their 40s <laughs> you know in their 40s yeah they're, they're more in their mid-20s mm-hmm. so
0: the lesson is you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You, yeah. you always got to start. Whoever's doing whatever, they're all they've already you got to have a day 1. You got to try it yeah. in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. So you touched on your podcast. Um how, whose idea
2: was it? It was kind of both of our ideas. I had per, previously I my my friend who owns a chiropractic business in Kirkland wanted to produce some YouTube videos as wanted me to produce from some YouTube videos as well as some, as well as a podcast. I had no audio editing experience or video editing experience. Didn't know anything, how to do it. I basically just typed on YouTube, how to edit audio. That's how, I, that's how I did it. That's how I learned. <laughs> that right? cold, that's, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's how I still do it when I'm editing video. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, I'll help him out just for free. I'll do it as another side project and see if it's viable. And then in the back of my head, I was like, there's nobody that's doing a food, food podcast. Mm-hmm. And I met up with Monica one day for lunch and I told her, I was like, I'm thinking about doing a food podcast. What do you think? And then Monica also said like, I've been thinking about doing this too. And she downloaded uh, the anchor app mm-hmm. and, and had some, had some other things ready, but she just never did it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I, and I, I, I just contemplated as like, well, I don't know if I want to do it with another person. Like I said, I don't like working with other people. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, maybe I'll try to do it on my own. Three months, two, three months had passed. I hadn't done anything. And I finally just said, Monica, do you want to go ahead and let's do like a pilot episode and see what it looks like? And so we met up two to three times, built up a business proposal, business plan, brainstormed what guests we wanted, how we wanted our show to work. Wow. Mm. And we recorded our first episode, I believe, at like a Whole Foods. That's rad. <laughs> and just, That's cool. And just talked for 15 minutes, 20 uh-huh. minutes, and that was our show. And then from there on out, we just, we have guests and we, we have an array of guests from chefs, um, really big Seattle chefs to restauranteurs to Instagram foodies, mm-hmm. uh, influencers as well. And we try to have a good variety of people that we do from time to time. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Can you, um, <clears throat> reflect back on, um, you know, compare, compare your life when you were, you know, before you kind of had that realization at the airport to where you are now, how, what, what are the feelings that you feel now and how is it different? Now that you are more in control.
2: Oh, I'm I'm I'll, I'm a lot happier. I'll just be honest with you now. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <So because, cool. laughs> good for you. Yes. Like I
2: said, I from my upbringing and going through college and everything, everything's been so linear. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like go go to college, get get your master's. Become really successful at, at a job, whether it be a doctor or something like that, because mm-hmm. I'm Asian. There's a lot of Asian influences from my, my parents. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they're really, they're very Americanized, so they let me do a lot of things. But I was mm-hmm. very self-motivated because of my upbringing mm-hmm. and get, get married, um, make a lot of money or whatever it is, be financially sound and stable and then retire. That's Mm -hmm. that's the linear life, right? That's what everybody wants to do, Mm -hmm. and then buy nice cars in the middle or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) But once I got divorced and then couldn't, and then was at my job for so many years, and I was just so stagnant. I just it kind of threw a huge monkey wrench into my life, and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then so finally, when I when I left and I did all this, now it's I I've just kind of figured kind of threw away just like you know forget making all that money let's just be happy yeah let's just let's just enjoy and do stuff that you're passionate about and yeah that's the difference
0: and you never know where any of this will lead you know like when you're doing all this cool stuff that's and you're super passionate and happy you know maybe i mean it, it yeah it sounds like you're um, on this really awesome trajectory yeah there's
2: there's i there's nothing wrong with people working at their nine to five jobs and but yeah as i'm as i'm older i like my time i like enjoying stuff i like going to il corvo to have lunch at 1 Mm p.m or i like checking yeah or like going somewhere and getting Let's say like I, I got you guys macarons like like mm. two PM mm-hmm. because I have the flexibility of mm-hmm. my job mm-hmm. and I can do that.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It kinda reminds me of the book I'm reading by Michelle Obama Becoming and I'm mm-hmm. only in the middle of it now, but she, she kind of was like you, she was like checking boxes and she went to Princeton and she went to Harvard law and she had a great, you know, job at a law firm and was making lots of money, but she realized she just really wasn't happy doing that. And she was like, well, what am I, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So she started networking and she ended up, um, kind of going into civil service and that's where I'm at in the book now. So mm. I'll stop there, but it, it's, it's, it's great to hear people who are accomplished have, you know, supposedly reached their American dream or their goals. And they're still feeling like this emptiness or, you know, lack of, you know, uh, fulfillment. Yeah. And to be like, okay, well, what I, what do I go? <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah.
2: I've, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I, one of my friends got me into getting a life insurance certification. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so to potentially sell annuities and life insurance and Mm -hmm. um, just to help him out as, as he was trying to grow a business in the Seattle area. And I did it for maybe three months and I hated it, Mm -hmm. but I was just trying to figure out other things, trying to figure out other things in my path to to see what, what it was like. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
2: I just, it just, just self-reflection. I just realized I am not into sales. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing that. (laughs) It makes great money because the commission is fantastic, Mm -hmm. but I just do not like, like, like that as a person. And I just did not enjoy selling insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, trying new things, like you said, this is like your Uber hobby and, you know, food, food photography, Being a foodie, being a podcaster now, like even, even though I do podcasting part time, it's, it's still a window of happiness and it's still part of this inspirational journey that you you get inspiration from different, you know, days of the week or people you talk to, you never know where it's going to come Absolutely but
2: I love, Mm -hmm. I love preparing from our shows for podcasts, Mm -hmm. like typing up rundowns Mm -hmm. and preparing what to do, recording it and editing that that night after mm-hmm. and getting the show ready that i mean that's 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 it's fun that's what i'm passionate about yeah and taking pictures of food isn't is, an, is a, a fantastic passion mm-hmm. like my my other friends that, that are non-foodie friends that they don't understand they, <laughs> they just don't get it <laughs> They don't get it until like all of a sudden we get free appetizers and free desserts. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is Nelson. He has he has ten thousand followers. It's like, guys, I don't have ten thousand. It's at the time. It's like it's fifteen hundred, but it's like but they don't know it's ten thousand followers. Right They're trying to get free food out of it. But they, oh man. It's, yeah, it's 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 a riot.
1: That's it's fun. That's so fun. Good for you.
0: That's awesome. What advice do you have for someone who? is branch thinking about branching out on their out on their own or trying
2: something new. The grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> nice. So I think, it is greener. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I, I was at my job for, like I mentioned, I was at my job for 12 years and it took me six months before I finally made the leap mm-hmm. because I was so scared because I was, I was like, I'm, I'm making Fairly good amount of money. I, I like I love working for my friends is with my friends and my coworkers. They're so much fun, but I there just wasn't anything left for me there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it took me a while for me to realize it. And once I finally left, and I had the, and there's there's gonna be a moment of panic, just kind of a little bit moment of like worry, I was like oh my gosh, what am I gonna do now? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have I didn't have a job that I was gonna move into the next week. I was mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was gonna do, but there are so many more opportunities out there. If you don't like your, if you don't like what you're doing or you're, you're not excited about what you're doing at right now, mm-hmm. there are so many other opportunities out there f- that will make you happier. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess that would be my advice.
0: My yeah. coach that I had for a while, he, um, he calls that burning the ships where you just, you just go and you leave. That's and leave. It. Yeah. You mm-hmm. just leave. Like, uh, I forget what he calls the thing where you just kind of, you work on your side job, but anyway, burning the ships, you burned the ships and, uh, that's so cool. Super inspirational to me. Yeah. What about any, um,
1: books or people who have been really inspirational to you okay. that you're going to share with us?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I, during uh-huh. my whole journey of finding myself, I I did a lot of hiking and a lot of audio books and I read, mm-hmm. I read a lot during the time when I was, when, when I was volunteering and doing that stuff. Cause I just had a lot of me time. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the, one of the books I read is called work clean
3: mm-hmm.
2: by Dan Charnas. Mm-hmm. And basically he's comparing a prep cook in a restaurant because there, if you've ever, if you've never seen it, um, there's a couple great shows on Netflix, like mind of a chef and mm-hmm. chef's table and things like that. And their workspaces are so organized. Mm-hmm. Cause, they all, Cause in order to cook, you have to have everything chopped up, ready to go. Yeah. And you, you don't. And then when you're cooking in a busy restaurant, you don't have time to chop up carrots or do mm-hmm. that. So they do that all before, like three hours before, seven hours before, whatever, whatever it is. and, work clean is kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. When you're working, you have to have a clean workspace or it can't be chaos. There mm-hmm. can't be papers all over the place. It can't be that. It's, you should just have like, focus on one task in your laptop and it should be a clean workspace. And that's kind of, that's, in the, that's one inspirational book I think people should read To be organized. Another one is uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Have you read that one? I I listened to the audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot.
2: In high school and throughout my younger life, I was always sweating the small details. Mm -hmm. I was always, I was so detail oriented Mm -hmm. because I was kind of a perfectionist. So reading that book, it just kind of told me was like, don't think of the big picture. Think of the big Mm -hmm. picture. Just, all the small things that you have to do just like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And that those are, those are probably my two favorite books. And, um, I don't know if this is, this isn't really quite a millennial post. Is this a million? How, what's your millennial demographic in terms of listeners? here? Not, it's <laughs> I don't probably not. a
0: <laughs> 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 Maybe some people I work with listen to it.
1: Yeah. I bet um, they do. Yeah. We're technically millennials actually. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are we? we? Are. we? Yeah. Jenny and Melanie and Courtney all ha- had a conversation about it recently. We are? Yeah. 76ers? But we, we, we all feel like Gen Xers. Oh, yeah. We Gen all Xers. do. We, yeah, we feel like Gen Xers. Even though
2: we're Gen Y. Or Gen, yeah. Gen Z is another one. But yeah. anyway, the like the millennial messiah, I guess, for like entrepreneurs is Gary Vaynerchuk. So there's a book called Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. Nicole, I were about that last week. And this, this guy is, I mean, th- all these people that want to try to make money through as, as a young entrepreneur, mm-hmm. people should read that book. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of a motivational, but they motivational book, but he also has a lot of things. It's basically, he just says, you just got to go and do it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about, is it, is it, is the quality good? Is it, it's not good enough? Is it, mm-hmm. and he just goes like, just F it and just do it and mm-hmm. just yeah. put it out there and then you'll figure it out from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: We've nice got to read that philosophy. Book. Yeah, yeah.
1: We should read it and do do a show about it. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. I have a fun question to ask you. <laughs> okay. So this is a question that Nelson and Monica asked their guests.
2: So where are you eating now? <laughs> where am I eating now? Um, oh, I have I have so many. <laughs> Well, let's start. I'm I'm from the east side. Mm -hmm. So if you really want a great burger, you got to go to John Howie Steakhouse for their burger. Go to the bar and get their happy hour burger. It's one of the best. And they also have a dry aged burger now, too. So they have two types mm. of burgers that you can get. Mm -hmm. That's probably great. Best Indian, probably you go to Kirkland and Katakali is Mm -hmm. really, really good. Mm -hmm. I like that place. And I'm big into noodles. So, Oink and Capitol Hill for Mm -hmm. great ramen.
0: It's Rob's favorite. Yeah.
2: And I'm very old school and I like to go to Mike's Noodle House for just like one-ton noodles. Like Mm -hmm. brisket and one-ton noodles is Mm -hmm. just, and congee are just kind of like comfort food, like Chinese comfort food for me. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I guess if you want to go to nicer spots, I love Renee Erickson's like walrus and carpenter for seafood Mm -hmm. and you guys lit, um, and I'm, we're right now recording like the central district area, Mm -hmm. Seattle fish guys makes awesome seafood. If you want to do like poke and stuff like that.
1: Mm. What about Mexican there?
2: Mexican's great too. Tacos Chookies is really good. There's also a place that's that's fairly new. A couple months ago, it's called Carmelo's Tacos. Mm -hmm. It's in the Hillcrest Supermarket, so Mm -hmm. it's in a supermarket. And in the corner, there's is is a is a kitchen that they they built, and you can order tacos there. Mm, And I think they have a taco window too out there Mm, too as well. Nice. So that's that's on the Capitol Hill area. And of course, I love sandwiches, so we can't forget sandwiches. I love Un Bien. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the original owners of the old Paseos. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I, 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 I like the new Paseos, but you got to go to the original. You got to go to NBN and mm-hmm. Salumi's is also really good too, as well on Pioneer Square. I'm part mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Nice. Is that enough? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, super great. I'm hungry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more thing. Cause we, oh yeah have, oh yes we have, oh my god have oh my god the meltdown city podcast i i listen to it all the time yeah I'm, I'm a big fan thanks nelson and i thanks, love nelson. and i love it when you guys talk about your meltdown moments mm-hmm. and I'm, <laughs> I'm a big movie buff so uh-huh. i thought it, i was talking to my friend i was like i i'm gonna be on this podcast and they talk about these meltdown moments these these little moments where it just kind of like ah things just happened and i just i just kind of i can't take it right mm. yeah and so I I thought of a couple movie moments that that I thought would be funny. And yeah. Have you guys ever seen Father Father of the Bride with Steve Martin? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
3: The, I the, know what the grocery store scene. Yes. <laughs> <The> hot dogs.
2: <laughs> I thought that I was a fantastic that, scene because. <laughs> There's, there's, I think there was eight hot dogs, and they gave you fourteen hot dog buns. And yeah. you see him like just sitting down in the aisle, just tearing out hot dog buns. So yes. he has eight hot dog buns for eight hot dogs. Yeah oh And the guy was going, and they're going nuts. And he's like, he just goes nuts. So that's 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 a meltdown moment. That's I really so love. That's so good. That one's the so good. The other one is uh, Jerry Maguire. My friend and I were talking about the Jerry Maguire scene where, as soon as he was trying to recuperate, he was trying to get all of his. All of his clients before he left, and he was just, "I'm not gonna do what I'm gonna do," and it's flip out, right? Yeah. And was, oh, like, right. Moment. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. and, oh.
2: He's, and he's taking and he's going to the fish tank, and he's taking one fish with him. Oh my he's gosh! He's taking it out, and he yeah. just like had his meltdown moment. Oh my god. Oh my gosh! Um, for all you eighty, <laughs> for all you eighties movie buffs, uh, Val Kilmer's real genius. Have you guys ever seen that movie?
3: No. Oh, no. Oh, it's a I great haven't. movie. It's
2: a great movie. Okay. It's basically these these genius college students mm-hmm. and their, their goal, one of their projects is to build this big laser and it's, it's a comedy. It's mm-hmm. really funny. Mm-hmm. I, I think you guys should see it. I think it's on Netflix or one of those Amazon mm-hmm. prime. And there's a moment where they do this whole eighties video montage with their music and they're studying for like finals mm-hmm. and they're all at this big study table. And then all of a sudden there's this Asian student who just couldn't take it. And he just stands up and he starts yelling, he goes like, ha! 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 And he like looks at everybody, he's like yells, like ha and like runs out, runs out of the hall. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I get and it, it's the best part is it's so funny because all the rest of the students, are like, oh, this is just normal. Yeah. One guy gets up from a chair from an uncomfortable spot and just moves into a spot and like nothing happens.
3: Nope. Oh <laughs> are
0: really my great. God. That
2: so those are so my favorite funny. like movie meltdown moments. And, oh, that's so
3: awesome. Yeah. Of course, like yeah.
2: the main, the biggest like meltdown person would probably be the incredible Hulk. Right. I guess. <gasps> oh, totally. Because uh, they, <laughs> Yeah. Like, the, in order to, in order for Bruce Banner to be really, really d- to turn into the Hulk, he has yeah. to be really, really angry. So yeah. can you imagine like, every day he has to have like a meltdown moment Oh to, my god! That.
1: That's what, I, that's the superhero I identify most closely with. Yeah. The, Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk. In my family the Incredible Hulk, right? tell you that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because
0: <laughs> I forgot Well, out. there was a story where, you got so mad at James, you ripped off your skirt. My jean skirt. Your jean oh, yeah. skirt. And
1: jean is hard to rip. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I was
1: so furious. I just like took my skirt. There was like a seam in the middle, and I just grabbed it by both sides and just ripped it right off of my body.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> incredible. Mad. Yeah, it was.
1: But anyway, my meltdown, one of my favorite movie meltdowns was the one in Bridesmaids where Kristen Wiig is super upset at her friend... Maya Rudolph, who she thinks has befriended a new wealthier, more beautiful friend and she freaks out at the wedding shower and grabs like this giant cookie and throws it <laughs> on the ground and <laughs> screams I think she even falls down oh she punches it I remember but that yeah. one is so funny yeah it's just, it's just that fun. was fun that was yeah. so fun. We haven't even thought about doing movie meltdowns Mm-mm. I like it no, I love it I'm sure there are. there's tons more so well. Where can Nelson? we find you on social yeah.
2: media? Oh, Help yes. Us promote. Um, obviously you can find me on my personal Instagram. It's at Nelson underscore eats.
3: Uh-huh. That's
2: my that's my main foodie account. And the Seattle Foodie Podcast is also the, another one. You can find that on the Instagram and Facebook. And then mm-hmm. we have our Twitter, which is Seattle Food Pod. Oh, cool. And you can follow us on that. So There's different content on all the different platforms. So if you look at our Instagram stories on our Seattle foodie podcast, and then my Instagram stories, I'll have different pictures and we try to diversify. A lot of people will just like repost the same thing from, for different platforms, but we want to try to make it as different as possible.
0: That's great. What's Monica's. Is it Moni B? Oh yes.
2: (laughs) Oh man. She's going to hate me. (laughs) No, I'm saving the day, Monica. My my (laughs) my co-host is, and she is, Monica's awesome is at Moni B Seattle, M O N Y B Seattle. And she has been in the food scene way longer. I've only been doing this for about two and a half years and mm-hmm. she's been doing it for 10 plus years now. Mm. That's cool. She started out as a food blogger, as a food truck blogger. Uh-huh. So she knows all about the food trucks and she mm. knows like hundreds and hundreds of chefs that have been in the Seattle food scene. So go follow her. She knows a lot and she has a travel and she has a food blog oh. which is uh, Seattle.com.
0: Cool. Yeah. Awesome. We love your, your podcast so you guys if oh. you ever want to listen to a fun podcast about what's all the cool stuff happening in okay. Seattle you gotta check out Seattle Foodie Podcast. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. We yeah. had the best time with you today. Nelson yeah. we like to say peace
2: out. Peace out. Yeah. Peace, peace out everybody. Thanks, peace Allison. out. Thanks so
0: much. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at meltdowncitypodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at meltdowncitypodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.